Hey y'all, this podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong adult language. So if you are under 18, be out. We discuss our experiences, thoughts, and tips on ethical non-monogamy from the perspective of a black married couple. We smart, but we not experts. So this show is for entertainment purposes only. So whether you working out, driving, or listening to us on your home sound system, enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. This is the Bomber and the Bell. And this will be the last episode of 2022. Yeah. I feel like the year went by fairly quickly. Yeah, that was a meme that I saw. It was like, it's already like the end of December. Time must be on crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I actually think the year has been a little bit longer than I had than I had originally thought because I had to go back and look at all of the episodes that we did and the experiences that we had in preparation for this episode and I was surprised at just how many things actually happened this year. I thought they happened a lot earlier than mm. that, mm-hmm. but a lot happened this year. And so what we're going to do in this episode is actually talk about and reflect on what have been like some really great highlights for us and what some of our plans are for next year. Yeah. So before we get there, I just wanted to make out of a confession. Hmm. So one of the things I had decided that I was going to provide for our household or just have in the house was a VR headset. <laughs> yes. So I had been thinking about it for a while And I think this is the year we're just going to introduce VR into our household. But I had been hesitant because I see what VR does. It sort of isolates you, right? Nobody's really experiencing what you're experiencing when you're in VR. Which was also my concern because you were only going to buy one or you're only going to buy one. Right. Well, I didn't even think about what it would be like if I bought two. Um, I, well, yeah, within the headset, if we can like play games or have experiences together, I don't know. But yes, VR is very isolating. I bring up the isolation because, um, in my mind, I am definitely going to try porn in VR when we buy this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. Sex and Psychology with Justin J- uh, Justin Lay Miller, which is a great, great sex positive podcast. Like, if you really want to get educated, like some deep education, data level, academic you know, sex education, like that's really the podcast. I haven't, I'm, I have not seen another podcast match the level of um, rigor and scholarship of this podcast. But one of the latest episodes happened to be about VR and how, and how VR can be a great tool, mm-hmm. um, a great sex therapy tool mm-hmm. for people who may feel really anxious in the moment. They may, you know, mm-hmm. suffer from, you know, erectile dysfunction or they may suffer from premature ejaculation or something like that. Uh, and so if you want to simulate a sexual environment without getting super awkward, VR might be the thing to do. Mm. 
So I was thinking about porn when they started talking about that shit. That's really not what they were talking about <laughs> in the episode. But right. I was like, oh, shit. Like, if it's that serious, they're fine. So I had actually went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and looked up some YouTube videos of people who own VR headsets mm-hmm. and have tried porn and like no shit they were like yo this is it's not just like you know what do they call it like first person porn or whatever mm-hmm. no it is like you are in that motherfucker you are looking around the room like it's 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 real it's like you in there like yeah. you you feel like the dude that's get that smashing mm-hmm. um so as long as you don't <laughs> this is a tangent so we were watching this this show the orville which is is a it's like a kooky kind of show like it's a star trek kind of spoof but they have some really interesting storylines anyway there's one character and they on the ship they have this like simulator where they can simulate any kind of scenario scenes so this one alien guy gets addicted to this simulation porn and his husband ends up stabbing him to divorce him you gotta watch the show but <laughs> as long as you don't end up like bored is like addicted to the simulation porn i'm okay oh no yeah no i actually actually i had i had taken a hiatus from porn mm-hmm. oh yeah um, it was like no porn november or something? yeah I, I took i took a hiatus from porn for the entire month of november and i think it changed me forever really yeah because i'm i'm bored with porn i can't even watch it anymore it's mm. the strangest shit oh, wow. my relationship to porn was forever changed after that now, so that was the first time you had ever done that like just like 30 days no porn yeah, yeah. oh wow <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't no fat november though like i i was just I, you know i was like <laughs> I had to rely on memory and fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then that became so much better than porn. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching porn. So mm-hmm. I still want to see what the fuck porn looks like in VR. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but you guys should look up NoFap November. I actually think it's a really good practice. I'm actually proud of my fellow man for thinking about this and making it a trend. No fap or no porn? Well, well, both. Oh, so, okay. so there's a lot. So there's a lot trending around like not watching porn because it is it can be addicting, but it's it, people been taking that shit really serious. The proximity we have to porn is actually very problematic, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that conversation is happening. But people are really like talking about it openly, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's great. As far as the no fap shit, that's different. Like. I'm like <laughs> I might try that next year, but I don't. I don't. I actually don't think that's as big a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's get into the episode. So, we're basically gonna talk about some of our most memorable moments of 2022. We're gonna talk about our some of our guests, some of the trips we took, the parties, and all that, and just some maybe some new reflections we've had since we've had those experiences. But then we're gonna also talk about what we got planned for the next year or not planned for the next year let me let me say what are our wishes for the next year so one of the things uh that i realized actually happened this year was our conversation with doc chocolate from Mm -hmm. uh, the bulls and queens podcast and so we'll have their information in the description shout out to doc chocolate apparently him and gentlemen from front porch swingers brian brian yeah, so uh, apparently Brian and Doc Chocolate were in Las Vegas together 
those two might be a force to be reckoned with in Las Vegas. Like that's, <laughs> that just sounds like a dangerous combination. But uh, yeah, we did have a conversation with the Bulls and Queens podcast, but it was actually Doc Chocolate and his wife. It was the four of us having mm-hmm. a conversation about the Queen of Spade culture and race play. I think it was a good conversation. Um, and I think we, you know, I, f- I think the outcome was a place of understanding on all sides and somewhat of a agree to disagree. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when we get feedback on that episode, it's really about like the fact that we were actually able to talk to talk about this without getting hostile. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I appreciate about that episode is that I feel like when it comes to conversations about Queen of Spades, you get like one or two extremes. On one extreme, you get people who are actually really into Queen of Spades Mm -hmm. and really into the whole culture and, you know, talking about BBCs and, you know, the black dick only and all of that shit. And usually it's from the perspective of white women mm-hmm. uh, who are talking about how much they love black men. And it's really, really extreme. And, and, and they, they really love it. They get tattoos and shit. And then on the opposite end, you have people who are vehemently opposed to it, mm-hmm. including a lot of white people who've sort of like kind of, you know, under or heard from or understand like some black people that are just not with it and think it's really racist. Right. But then you also have black people who are not with it and think it's really racist. Right. <laughs> so you usually hear from one of those two extremes. But what you don't hear a lot is one, the black male, mainly in this case, a black male who actually admits to liking the whole culture and appreciating it and kind of liking being admired and sexualized in that way. Mm -hmm. And the other side you don't hear is like the reality that this is a subculture that excludes black women. So how do black women feel about that part of it? Right. Yeah. So I remember you said like, I like black dick too. (laughs) <laughs> you said i like black dick too but i'm not trying to get tattoos of that shit right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a fact without it being branded on my body you know <laughs> see i remember that episode i was telling i was encouraging y'all to just straight troll like get some temporary queen of spades tattoos <laughs> and just show up at a queen of spades <laughs> just put that shit on your cheek like i'm hardcore bitch <laughs> Uh, well i thought about i thought about just interracial sex in general Mm -hmm. how it's it's supposed to be this taboo thing right right? that's kind of the that's the idea of the the, well that may be some of the appeal or attraction for some people yes but but think about i think that's at the core of it there's Mm -hmm. something there's something taboo about a white woman getting ravaged by a black dude like it's it's in our history like it's it's totally taboo you know but i was trying to think of other things that are also taboo Mm -hmm. that are you know think about like these sick porn categories and when i say sick i mean like the shit turns you on but you're not gonna fucking admit it right and so one of them is like race play some people including black people may get turned on by it because of the taboo nature of it right but there's all this other stuff like incest Mm -hmm. again really taboo but 
the fact that it's taboo is actually kind of a turn on. So you like when you hear people calling their man daddy, right? Mm-hmm, or right. you have people with daddy fantasies, for example. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like rape fantasies. Mm-hmm. Super fucking taboo. Yeah. People won't even admit that shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the list can go on and on. But the thing is, I have yet to see an incest tattoo. No. <laughs> I like my, I like, I like my sister's ass. Like there's no, (laughs) 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 this pussy's for daddy only. Like that that one, I could, okay. All right. You know what? Somebody probably has that tattoo. (laughs) Guarantee somebody has that tattoo. All right. You're right. That one, that, that one didn't quite fit, but you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There are other taboos that don't that don't get the stamp. Like for some reason, that one gets the stamp. Yeah. Like we're okay with it. So, mm-hmm. and it's only and it's only like in one direction for the most part, you know. So it's only like white women seeking out black men. There are bl- white men that seek out black women, but again, they're not getting king of spade tattoos as far as I know. Right. Uh, you know. So it's just this one subgroup. Like, why? But, mm-hmm. you know, just the the cultural heritage of white women, mm-hmm. the cultural heritage of white women. Mm-hmm. You know, you're reminding me of another show we're watching uh, mm-hmm. Kindred. Yeah. Yes. So we're going we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can't help this shit. <laughs> I really did. this. So Kindred is a show based on a book by Octavia Butler, who is a science fiction or who was a science fiction author. The book came out in like 1974 or something like that. Originally was reprinted in the 80s. And then there was a movie in the 90s. I don't remember the movie. Oh, well, there was a Kendra movie in the 90s. But anyway, the story is there's this black woman and she has this I don't know if it's a power or this ability that ports her back to the antebellum South. And she kind of goes back and forth. And it's random. She can't control it. She cannot control it. And she cannot control when she comes back to present day. And so they have reprised the story in a miniseries on Hulu. And just as a side sidebar, Octavia Butler and her work, she's a badass. I, I love black science fiction and she is like the goat of black science fiction fantasy kind of stuff. And there are like movie deals for literally all of her works in the works now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's exciting to see her get her just desserts, even though she's passed away. When did she pass away? 2016. Okay. I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. I read the, I read Kindred. It was, it's, it's still the best the best black science fiction book mm-hmm. I've, I've ever read. It yeah. still like holds that title, but you can imagine just thinking about the book, you can imagine what happens when a black woman, like modern day black woman goes back in time to the antebellum South. Like she has to really quickly acclimate to yeah. the power structures because yes, slavery right. versus like, you know, you're free and modern day. So, the reason why I bring it up, I bring it up for two reasons. One, because one of the things she has to contend with is a wife of a slave owner, this white wife of a slave owner. And when we typically talk about slavery and the power structures there, 
we tend to ignore the role that white women had. And they had a large role. Yes. They were not passive. <laughs> they were not, weren't neutral. Like, they were a part of this shit and uh, responsible for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, so, so this, so this show. I did not originally want to watch it because I thought it was like black torture porn. Yeah. And I thought that's what it was going to be because I remember the book and, you know, it's it's slavery. Like there's just some some shit that we just know went down. Mm -hmm. But this show isn't really like that. Like it it gives you the sense that there is danger. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives you the sense that, yeah, this is an Annabellum South. Yeah, there are slaves getting killed and shit. But it doesn't like throw it in your face. It's not torture porn. They just hint at it, let you know it's there. And then they throw all these surprises at you. It's not just like what, what what would it be with a black modern day woman being being in the antebellum south suddenly it was more like yo this chick is used to having a cell phone like she doesn't know she's used to freedom she's she's used to some semblance of it (laughs) right but i I mean that's the obvious stuff right she's used to freedom and she's now put in this position but so so that stuff is not a surprise to me but she's a professional right and she knows um, certain advances in modern medicine. She knows like, you know, how to, how people are supposed to deal with problems. So just mm-hmm. on a medical level. And so when somebody gets hurt and she's in a room with a white doctor and that white doctor is thinking about some really archaic and harmful and unethical practices that were normative back then, she knows that there are better ways to treat someone, right. but if she reveals that she knows these things, she could be putting her life in danger. Mm-hmm. But in protecting herself, she put someone else's life at, in danger. And so that moral dilemma for a black woman who is in that situation was a surprise to me. But yeah, enjoying the show. I think we're like on episode three or something. It's on Hulu. Check yeah. it out. Um, okay, so shout out to Bulls and Queens podcast. Shout out to and Jade. Uh, that were part of our Two Chicks, One Daddy episodes. So we had gotten a lot of from listeners that they wanted to learn about, like, what is that? What are the dynamics like of a polyamorous relationship? How do you make that work or not? So we had the opportunity to speak to a couple who had an experience, had a polyamorous relationship with a third woman and just talk about how the experience was for them. Yeah, that was that was a great episode particularly how does a black couple who is bringing in a a, another partner another female partner how do they reckon with that and so i think there were a couple of things i learned from that but one chiefly was like this third person they have their own history they have their own wishes they have their own relationship preferences Mm -hmm. um and so they're often put in a position where they have to adapt to a relationship that's already established yeah and it's something that all three parties have to be sensitive to Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was that was a great episode we'll have the link to that episode in the description Uh, swingers in the armed forces this is just a quick shout out to atl and shy they were two retired service folks yeah and that episode we got a lot of good feedback on um and so we were just interested in why you know what there were so many veterans in the lifestyle and we were interested in why that was and we interviewed them did some research i haven't done i don't think there was an episode i had done as much research for really (laughs) yeah that was as far as an area that i was completely unfamiliar with like Mm -hmm. i didn't read any books like i just i needed to really go in fresh but yeah 
lot of research on that episode, and I'm glad people appreciated it. Some honorable mentions, Duchess Kashmir. We spoke to J.A. from the I Heard podcast, Jen from Monogamish Pod, and Misha from Expansive Connections. They were all part of our Black and Sex series Yes. for Black History Month right. this year. And I'm supposed to do this again. <laughs> I was like, have you started thinking about that? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. There are a few podcasters that I have already reached out to or content well, yeah, creators. Yeah, I was like, they don't have to be podcasters necessarily. Content creators, yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah, content creators. So if you have somebody you want to nominate for Black and Kinky's Black Insects series, where we like to highlight Black content creators in the sex positive space, shoot us an email or a text, mm-hmm. leave us a voicemail, send us a DM. Or a message in a bottle. <laughs> and we'll, we'll check them out. Talking about content creators that like are not as well known. So uh, horrible decisions. They don't need us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but there are so many podcasters out there. Like on Twitter, I'm seeing them pop up every day. And some of them are good. Like some of these is like black couples just out there just producing content. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we want to give folks recognition and we want to give them a voice on this podcast. So, yeah, if there are folks that y'all listen to that y'all don't feel like is getting enough attention in these streets, holla at us. I, so we're going to go through some of these a little bit faster. I just I, I really appreciated that we did that this year, and I'm looking forward to doing it next year. All right. Most surprising lifestyle experience of 2022. But I think it was when we went to Temptations. That was definitely like an eight-hour whirlwind of fun. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. It started off slow, but I had a good time. It made me want to come back. Mm-hmm. It definitely made me want to come back. So this is when we went to Desire, Riviera Maya. Um, we took a day pass to Temptations because we wanted to check it out, see what it was like. And it was fun. Like, we were only there for the day. We hung out in the hot tub, like, I guess the hot tub up on the second level or whatever. And it was an interesting crowd. Like, it was black. It was very black. I mean, there were other people there, but it was a black crowd. It was a younger crowd. It was a decidedly not lifestyle crowd, but uh, open, mm-hmm. which was, you know, interesting and fun. And it was it was black people being black, which I always thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember ever hearing that description when people talked about temptation. Yeah. I mean, I heard the young description. Right. But not the blackity blackness. Yes, black and sexy. Like there were so many different types of people there. Um, And I think it was like compared to the desire crowd that was predominantly white. Like we went to temptation. Contrast. And it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like as soon as the taxi pulled up, I was like, oh, well, here's all our people. But, (laughs) you know, but yeah. Yeah, for folks who are on the fence about the lifestyle but kind of want to explore just you know sexuality and in, in, in the many I mean, colors if, like, if you like, just want to go topless somewhere and you don't want to be concerned about like somebody sucking your titties go to temptations yes definitely all right most creative themes i had a few here this was the year of new and interesting themes i had to like buy shit (laughs) and make shit this year Mm -hmm. so i have four here 
So I think number one was PCAP ColourPop. So this was in Palm Springs. So Blank Canvas was one of their theme parties. I didn't know what this theme would, how this theme would turn out. Yeah. It was actually turned out to be the theme I thought the least about. Mm-hmm. So, so basically everybody was asked to wear all white and you were they were provided like different things to decorate your outfit so there was markers there was glitter there was body a body painter there were all these different things where you could then like basically decorate your outfit and we were supposed to get ready together so you come some people i think pre did some stuff but you were supposed to you know come downstairs and you're all white and then everybody get together and like just start decorating you know painting mm-hmm. uh, i think we both did some face paint mm-hmm. you could put some glitter on your outfit you know some paint that those kind of things get ready together to express yourself it was cool I, it was very creative and something you know i don't think a lot of people have thought about before it's a really interesting way of thinking about a theme for people who throw parties and they want to have a go-to box of themes or they have a go-to box of themes i think this is one of those themes you want to include because it allows you to bring in other artists um Mm -hmm. and so you know if you have people in your network that do body paint also people who do face paint you can invite airbrushing yeah right you could just have a table with just pasties and like paint and Mm -hmm. people can do their own thing um so it's it's one of these things that i i i think it 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 could be really really interesting for folks that was a memorable one for me because i just hadn't done it before Mm -hmm. another pcap theme was the future floral one i like that one that was fun yeah because we had the glasses and stuff like that um and the I don't know it was it wasn't just a neon night right like there there are a lot of like neon glow parties and that kind of thing but this one was like you had to have your your futuristic flow to it and so I enjoyed that one yeah it was like a glow party in the future yeah and so yeah we went we got on Amazon and bought these like glowing visors mm-hmm. and them shits was so dope this is how dope them shits was so the moment like we were in our hotel room i'll never forget we took them out of the box i didn't even try them or anything um put the battery in we were trying to figure out how it works and it was dope like it was just this visor you put on and Mm -hmm. it had these designs on it that would light up in different ways and you can customize the way the light shines on them and they look so dope that i decided like i needed to go to the drugstore to Mm -hmm. get some fucking i don't know charcoal pills or something and I was like, I'm wearing these to the store. <laughs> these shits are so dope. I'm not taking them off. I'm wearing them to the store. Mm-hmm. Yo, when I walked up in that store with them shits on, bro, bro, <laughs> everybody was like, yo, bro, bro, those are dope. Where did you get them? I want one. I don't even know where I'm going to wear it. I just want one. So that was that was fun. And it, that was probably one of the best parties, best like dance nights. Yeah. Because everybody looks so cool. Yes. All right. Both of these come from the two hot wives. Yeah. Um, so there was the... Was, it wasn't. It was Dirty Disney. Dirty Disney. That's right. I don't know what the hell I wrote here. <laughs> Dirty Disney. Like, what is he talking about? So what was Dirty Disney? So basically, your favorite Disney character, but slutty. <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> yes. Make Which, your favorite Disney character slutty. Mm-hmm. And and then they also had the gone for but not forgotten party. That was yeah, a which is like one. you know the celebrities, you know somebody dead that's 
of note. Somebody or something really is right. what it ended up. It ended up being that was dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there was some interesting stuff there. Like if you wanted an excuse to put on a Michael Jackson outfit on, that would have been it. But that was a that was a great one. One thing I want to say about oh, the themes um, is all of them gave ample opportunity uh, for men to wear a variety of things. Yes, all of them gave lots of opportunity, different opportunities for men to dress up, which oftentimes in the lifestyle themes are targeted towards women mm-hmm. specifically. And so I appreciate that, or I'm sure you appreciate that. You know, the men had many different choices with these themes. <laughs> Men want to do this shit, okay? (laughs) We want to participate. We want to fucking put something on that makes us look good. Um, Because if you just leave it up to us, like, come on, man. I I mean, I've I've seen some fails. (laughs) Yeah. But when the theme is creative, like, dudes come correct. Yeah, they do. As far as best hotel takeovers, I know we've only been to two this year. Um, but PK, I'm not even going to talk about the other one. But PCAP Colourpop is is going to be our we number one. We went to another hotel takeover. Yeah, we did. We did. And please don't make me mention it. I just uh, named three things that this hotel takeover did that the other takeover did not. Okay. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So uh, one was having fun activities mm-hmm. for for the crew. It's amazing how many hotel takeovers that. They just don't include activities. It's just like, yo, we took over the hotel. Just show up, nigga. And <laughs> Get naked and fuck. <laughs> and it's like, damn, those feel so soulless to me. Mm-hmm. I, I realize you need the activities. You need some communal events. And PGAP yeah. had a lot of those. So fun activities. So the Mankini Plunge was yeah. one thing that was special about PCAP. Yeah. So it's really so the purpose of it was started at Miami, but it's to raise extra tips for the hotel staff. But it's the guys putting on mankeen like you know like the speedos and stuff and jumping in the pool mm-hmm. basically and so they so this year they got pretty creative there was a group there's some groups of guys that had matching mankinis some guys just had on like their their girls bikini bottom like mm-hmm. it was whatever they could make work but it was it was cool Yo, I was I kind of felt bad because I I did not participate in that, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. There was a very awkward, but I'm 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 embarrassed by this just by talking about it right now. But I'm just gonna this is this is gonna be bomber's confession. So Kate. Uh, Kate at one point had come around and just like handed people some dollars because we were at the pool. A lot of people just did not bring cash. Mm -hmm. And so she handed me some money and I was, you know, just to kind of distribute. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm over here like my chest is out. Mm -hmm. And I had been working out before this, but I didn't have a mankini. Like I didn't have a bikini. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm not going to participate in this. But, you know, I had my little bathing suit on. So there was one moment where this 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 girl mm-hmm. that I actually ended up playing with mm-hmm. at the at PCAP. Um, I'm like, hey, here, you should give this to some guy who's like, who's looking good. At <laughs> and she's like, well, should I just give this to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you're silly. <laughs> really dumb. I should have just participated. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Who cares what you got on? So, Mankini Plunge was a good... That was one of several. They also had the interactive seminars, which isn't always easy for every hotel takeover. But, yeah. again, another communal thing. But I think the simplest thing would just be the welcome orientation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that. If you're going to do something, do that. Like, damn. Like, it's, it's crazy. Some hotel takeover is just not doing any of that. Yeah. Check in, nigga. You good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best house party. Okay, I'm going to say... So I, I wrote down the Coastal Lovers Party. Yeah. The first one we attended. Yes, when we were like, why the fuck ain't nobody told us about this <laughs> in our fucking backyard? Mm-hmm. We could have been having good times, you know, the whole year. But no, it was it was good. We had a good time. It was fun. I enjoyed that theme. That theme was, all, was more female-centric because it was like Daisy Dukes and Heels, but it was black. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like 90% black people in there. Sexy, too. Like, really good looking. Mm. Uh, And it was close. And that night, that first night, we, like, christened. (laughs) We christened that playroom. Like, Mm -hmm. that was was pretty debaucherous, what we did in there. Yeah. You are listening to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. Hey, it's all you sexy listeners out there. I know y'all just loving this episode, but if you have been tuning in monthly to hear Bomber and Belle, you have to check them out on Patreon. Every week they upload more steamy details of their play sessions, hilarious stories, and erotic private photos. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash black and kinky and donate at least $2 a month to get exclusive access. Hope to see you there. All right. So we're going to get <laughs> so most disappointing aspects of 2022. Mm-hmm. There are actually a couple of there's actually three. One of them I didn't even write here because it's a little serious. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to get to that one last. So the sneaker ball. Is that what it was called? Sneaker, yeah, uh-huh. The sneaker ball at Taboo. So this was I think this was hosted by Living a Sweet Left. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I really, we really wanted to go. Yeah. We just, we just really could not make it work. Mm-mm. But on on the low, once I realized we couldn't go, I was hating. <laughs> <laughs> I was hating. I was like, you know what? That shit's gonna be whack anyway. <laughs> you know, I know I'm talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. I know I'm talking to somebody. You know, when you couldn't, go, when there's a banging ass party, lifestyle party or not. And you can't go, like, you start kind of making up shit in your head, like, mm-hmm. trying to rationalize it. Like, right. ah, right, you can't go, but it's all right. It's, it's probably going to be whack. Like, it's all right. You, Don't you, nobody want to drive that far anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, It's like fucking sneakers. Like, who the fuck we gotta, has We got to buy sneakers because we're not sneakerheads like that. Yeah, so. like, come on. This shit's going to be garbage. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> It's gonna be trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know when it happens and shit, and afterwards, you're like shit, I wonder how that shit was. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm over here asking bad people, like, how was that sneaker bowl shit? I'm, I'm, I'm literally texting Locke, like, yo, how did that shit turn out? He's like, yo, that shit was dope, nigga. <laughs> 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 I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I talked to somebody else. They were like, yeah, y'all know you like to dance, nigga. They were dancing like crazy because they had no heels on, nigga. That shit would have been dope. Why you wasn't there, nigga? Where was you at? 
but that was a big disappointment. We wish we we made that, but we are yeah. going to prioritize it if it happens again. Then they're going to do it next year. Yeah, that that'll be dope. So shout out to Lock and Tris doing big things. The next one, no panda sex on NYE. <laughs> <laughs> you were really upset about that. That was the big disappointment. You have talked about that all year. First disappointment. <laughs> a um, group like at the friction parties that wear these like panda heads. Um, I guess they wear them while they fuck. Yeah. They also have like one of the rooms that you can go in and they just be wearing them. And so you wanted to. Did you want to see them fucking with the panda heads, or did you want to participate, or you wanted to, you wanted to put on a panda head? I wanted to put on a panda head and be a panda and fuck. <laughs> That's what I wanted okay. to do. <laughs> okay, I would have been making panda noises. I don't know what, what is a panda noise. I don't know. It's a bear, so it makes bear noises. I guess. <laughs> is it a bear? Panda bear, right? It's a bear. I mean, bear. it's called a panda bear, but I don't know that it's a bear. It looks like a biracial bear. (laughs) (laughs) A biracial bear. It likes bamboo. All right. So that was my big disappointment. I fell asleep before the fucking panda orgy started. I fell asleep. That's what happened. Um, We got fucked up and I went down hard. Hard. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Because I fully intended on getting up and going to that room. Yeah. And then I was I laid down. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get up in a second oh, and go. No. And then, <laughs> I just you never got up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrible. Maybe next time. All right. <laughs> on a serious note. Yeah. On a serious note, we, for the first time, lost a friend, a that wasn't just a lifestyle friend. This was a friend we met in the lifestyle, um, but was also part of our vanilla lives mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So they were a friend, you know, in our age cohort. The same, we were similar ages, and this was a really great guy. And this year, he passed away mm-hmm. very suddenly, without warning, and it hit really different like we've lost people but this this one hit really hard i was prepared i think to lose friends peers in particular much later on mm-hmm. but this one happened now and i I remember we had been really hit by this. And I'm sure, you know, clearly the people that are closer to him, family and his partner as well, who's a good friend of ours. I mean, we met this, we met him as part of a couple. And I think that we were both shocked at, at how we were impacted by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like weeks, we were just like, yo, I can't believe he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, still. Yeah. And so I mention it now because, one, it was like like 2022 was the year that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was certainly not anticipated. But I think that, you know, things like bereavement and and stuff like that is something that I think people in the lifestyle have faced and may not have talked about. And it's something that I want to talk about at some point because mm-hmm. this was heavy and there are so so many questions it raises. Uh, one, how do you, 
you know, when, when you're in the lifestyle and you have a relationship with a couple and one of them suddenly dies, part of your relationship with that couple has also died been compromised right. in some way. And so how do you support that other person? And how do you know, what's the best way to do that in the lifestyle? What's the best way to do that as a friend? What, how do you navigate the boundaries of that? Um, and so I wanted to bring that up. There's a couple of people I know that are listening to this right now that don't know what we're talking about. But I think that was that that was probably the biggest thing. But to sort of see the light at the end of that grim tunnel, you know, bereavement is not an easy thing to deal with for anybody. But it's also something that brought you know, a few of us together in support of, uh, of his partner. Hopefully we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail in another episode, but I just wanted to acknowledge that RIP to my brother. So let's talk about next year. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's talk about NY, NYE because that shit was hard to yeah. think about. <laughs> so again, we're salty. Everybody's going to IPG. We're not going because childcare. But I'm sure everybody have a good time. That shit's gonna be whack anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're gonna go to Taboo, which I'm sure we'll have a good time. I'm just not yet excited about it. We've done Taboo for New Year's Eve before. We, we did not go to Taboo at all in 2022, actually. So we haven't been there since they reopened. So, I, you know, that's... But I'm just like... Like, it's it's just regular. What, Taboo? Yeah. Listen, I actually have a special place in my heart for Taboo. Taboo was our introduction into it the was. lifestyle. And I do as well. But, you know, I don't know. It's just... It's been an interesting lifestyle year. I mean, we went to Shadows a few weeks ago, and that was fun. We had a great time. But I don't know if the club scene is necessarily our scene anymore. I'm still looking forward to going. I know it's going to be fucking crowded as shit. But, yeah, I'm not you looking know, forward to that. The one, you know, the, the, the ideal thing for us would have been like a one-night hotel takeover. It would have been Synergy. Yeah, it's it would have been Synergy. <laughs> and Synergy, for some reason, isn't working out this year. Mm-mm. Uh, or maybe they took us off their guest list. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know what's up. But yeah, that's likely where we're going to be for New Year's for New Year's Eve. But our plans could change. So, all right. So goals for the year. So mine is emceeing, not hosting. Like hosting implies like putting on events because we don't want to do that. We just want to show up. So really, emceeing events, and I feel like some folks have asked us to do this. And we have done it sporadically, off and on a little bit, not really officially, kind of. But I would like to do that more. I don't know what opportunities would be there for that. But, you know, I I enjoy, I enjoy that. It's fun. Like, it's fun to get the crowd going and get people hype and, you know, make them laugh and just get, you know, help people feel comfortable and have a good time. I really enjoy that. Um, And so I would like for us to do more of that Mm -hmm. in lifestyle going forward. But I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. I already told you my concerns about that. I mean, my my concern is if we're emceeing the event, Mm -hmm. we likely will not be playing at the event. Right, right. And I'm like, yo, if we're showing up at an event, I'm trying to play. Mm Mm-hmm. 
or I'm trying to make out for some people. I well, you, know. I mean, you would do that uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, it, like part of our, your emceeing would be you making out with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like to make out. Shit. I like it. All right. My, my lifestyle goal was to really learn more about BDSM, specifically about, about like just the Dom culture. I want to say shout out to Trist, a.k.a. Miss Trist from the Sweet Life podcast. I do recommend you check out their last episode. She talked about what it was like doing the cupid shuffle with heels on on somebody's back <laughs> no, no she, she didn't talk about that she talked <laughs> kind of yeah. no she put some heels on and like you know she was she was a dom like mm-hmm. she was stepping on somebody's back or stepping on them i can't i think it was their back yeah, yeah and she just really talked through that whole experience i just like being part of like listening to her journey because this was a fantasy of hers this is something she thought about and then she like made then then it, it happened i'm just reading up on this mm-hmm. what is it what does it mean to to be a dom to give a sub what it is that they want and need out of a dom mm-hmm. And so that is the journey I'm on. So, yeah, wish me luck there. So that was my lifestyle goal. I think my vanilla goal, though. So I'm trying to learn more about the African diaspora, particularly about all of the varying histories, including the histories of, you know, black people in the Caribbean, black people in certain parts of Africa, in certain parts of South America and elsewhere. There's just so much rich history so yeah, there's black people everywhere. Yes, like have y'all been watching the World Cup? Oh yeah, black people everywhere. And, like black people are all over the place, like where you wouldn't even expect them. Half the fucking team is just black, but mm-hmm. it is not from Africa. It's not you know. I know a lot about African American history. I know about Ghanaian history, but I know just a little bit about the other countries. Like I have an idea about blacks in the Caribbean, but I don't have a rich perspective of that history. And so I started with Jamaica. So I'm reading a history book on Jamaica and it is, it is really rich. It is rich shit. Like, like the role that the church, the Baptist church had in the history of Jamaica and some of the rebellions that had happened in the early 1800s and the relationship that Jamaican African Jamaican slaves had with the British empire and the relationship that planters and plantation owners had with the U.S. US. I think it's it's so much rich history. Um, and so one of the reasons why is because at one of the lifestyle parties we had attended quite recently, um, I had run into someone who was also Ghanaian. Mm. And her family's history had a very different trajectory. Her family's history really started from Ghana to the Caribbean and then to the US, mm. right? So although we sort of share the same ancestral blood, our journeys getting to this lifestyle party and meeting mm-hmm. were very different. Mm. And that's just really special to me. Black people are awesome. We have an awesome history yeah. and I just want to learn more about it this year. So that is my that is my goal for the new year. It's time for the hit list. So I don't know if you know, but there is going to be a mini-series coming out next week. The Best Men Final Chapters on Peacock, so we'll have to get it on the bootleg app. But my (laughs) hit list is the entire cast of The Best Men Final Chapters because they all still look good. 
Like they all still look like Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, uh, Regina. They all looking fine as hell. What, 20 years later? It's ridiculous. Black don't crack, but damn. Yeah, for real. Like they all look phenomenal. Would you want to have them in like a group situation? Absolutely. Really? Whoa. Like the women too? Yeah. Look, look, at, look at the picture. Look at the, look at the uh, what is it, the poster? All right. The art. So you guys should search the best man, the final chapters, and there is a poster. Oh, shit. They do look sexy. There is a poster <laughs> with everybody on the uh, Regina. She just looks better with time. She wasn't even looking that good when she first came out. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, no, Morris Chestnut, Nia Long, Tay Diggs, Regina Hall, oh. Terrence Howard, Sanai Lathan, Melissa DeSosa, just all of them. Mm-hmm. So, orgy with the cast of the from the best man. So, my hit list target is going to have to be Alea Chanel, Scott, um, who is way too young for me. <laughs> 97? Yeah, she was born in 97. So, actually, there's this other show we've been watching. It's called Reboot. Uh, that's on Hulu too check it out really funny ass comedy like if you like The Office you'll like this one Mm -hmm. Um, but she is on the show she's also on The Sex Life of College Girls that I have not watched at all but she is young as hell but beautiful (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at her picture right now I'm like god damn I could be a dad (laughs) like I I wouldn't want to smash I just want to spank her like I just (laughs) (laughs) All right, apply what I learned from my dom education. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Get ready for some Facebook fuck shit. All right, so this is a question, and it's somewhat connected to what we were talking about earlier with the porn. So this is from a woman. So question one, I'm 24, and I ruined my pussy with powerful sex toys. (laughs) 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 The vibration and heat settings is better than my real life man. I want to marry and have kids with him, but I can't bring myself to have sex with him. I don't enjoy him. I can't get aroused. I don't want to lose him. Damn. Advice. <laughs> Wait, you said heat and vibration? Right. I have never I have never encountered a, a sex toy that also heats up. Well, I guess if like I mean, if you're using, if you're using it a lot, I don't, like the I don't friction think it's the friction. Will, no, okay. I, I think there's a setting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah. Cause I have not seen one that got a heat setting, but you know, I don't use to, I got one toy and I only use one setting on that toy and that's it. So I wouldn't be the expert on toys anyway. <laughs> Somebody uh, needs to set bell some more toys. I've seen your toy. I'm like, girl, you had this toy for a while. Don't you just mix it up a little no, bit. It, God d- damn it does the job. Shit, like, I'm over I here just... talking about VR porn and shit. Like <laughs> we have had this conversation that yeah, I am basic. I'm, I'm, like I am very, uh, even though we're in the lifestyle, like I'm very vanilla in when it comes to sex toys and experimentation but like i'm just trying to get a nut like i just needed to do one thing for about two or three minutes and then i'm good damn two three minutes is that how long it takes i mean i don't know uh, yeah like two minutes shit maybe like 90 seconds god damn maybe like 90 seconds yeah wow okay it depends like it depends on how stimulated i am how horny am i mm-hmm. you know Anyway, this is not about me. This is about homegirl that burnt out her pussy. All right. She burnt out or her pussy. Or burnt out her clip. Really. Okay. 
no, but this is more like she she's been using this sex toy. We talk about porn addiction. There's sex toy addiction too. This seems like a yeah. problem mm. for this woman. Yeah. I mean, my thing is like, so one, obviously let go of the toy, right? Like give your time, give your pussy some time, your clit some time to like just reacclimate to like your fingers, to your man. Also talk to him, like talk him through how to bring you to orgasm or maybe have him use the toy on a less powerful setting on you. Like, you know, you can still integrate the toy into your play with him. Warm setting. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of the fact that like, like my dick is probably a warm appendage. It's 98.6 yeah, degrees. Yeah, it is warm. Um, but it's so not a room but temperature it's, dildo just like, <laughs> doesn't. Right, yeah. Because your dick is not going to feel hot inside of me because it's like the same temperature. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Unless right. like your dick had a fever or something. <laughs> <laughs> w- now I'm curious to know what temperature she has this shit. <laughs> like does it have like hot sizzling <laughs> like hell? I don't know. But I, I could understand once in a sex toy, like if you're going to use one like vaginally, like when I use a toy, it's clitoris only. I know I'm um, not getting you to orgasm in 90 seconds. It sounds like a very right. efficient toy. It Maybe is. you don't need me anymore. No, I do need you because I still like, like if I'm just looking for a quick net, like I just need to like refocus my day or mm-hmm. fall asleep or something like that. Like then yes, that, but like if I want to have sex, I want to enjoy sex and I want penetration. Wait, fall asleep. Are you doing this shit before bed? Sometimes like, yeah, if you're not here. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because you're never asking for sex before bed. Like, that's not a thing. Well, typically you go to sleep before I do. Yeah, but you're not waking me up for dick. Like, well, so, no, I wouldn't wake you up for dick. But if I fall asleep, like... First of all, if like, I tried sneak, to wake you up for dick, that would not work. It, it would. I just wouldn't I, remember it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing that would happen. I, I, I have an auto function. Okay. I have auto, I have autopilot. But <laughs> <laughs> now I got to test out the autopilot. Yeah, well, yeah, do that. It, it'll be it'll be fine. I'm telling you, especially if you're horny and wet, like mm. fucking shit. Like <laughs> we're fine. As far as this woman goes, um, I don't know. I think she needs to put the toy away. Yeah, I'd say test another dick and make sure that this isn't you. Just just. <laughs> Another another nigga's dick, not his dick, or because it might be him. Well, yeah, it could be him. But I'm I'm sorry, I, that was wrong. That <laughs> right. was wrong. That wasn't like good she advice wants to at marry all. Him. Oh, she wants to marry yeah, him. Yeah, so she's not. Marry ma- him. Okay, now I don't feel so bad. No, they're not married. Okay. She wants to marry him. She wants to marry him, but she doesn't want to fuck him. She'd rather. Right. Okay. She'd rather fuck the toy. Okay. Which yes, that does put his dick in question. I just haven't met a toy that's better than dick. That's oh, that's what I was saying. That's why I don't really fuck with dildos like that. Cause like one, yeah, it's not warm like a real dick. It doesn't pulsate. You can't feel it moving. Like it doesn't move. Like it moves on its own, but it's different. It's different than like a yeah. real live dick. Yeah. Like you can tell it's a robot. Right. I'm just imagining a fleshlight or one of those. I guess pussies that you can buy in a sex mm-hmm, shop that's mm-hmm. the you sleeve know, yeah, yeah not just the sleeve but there's actually like molded yeah, it moves pre-molded ass and pussy from a porn star mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and i'm like part of the joy of sex for me is feeling the response right. from my partner yes, yes you know 
and that you know that kind of feeds that kind of feeds my sexual energy mm-hmm. that's really fucking important so if i'm if i'm smashing a pussy and i'm just i'm not getting any feedback mm-hmm. it it kind of fucks it up for me <laughs> yeah but she clearly doesn't give a fuck about feedback no this is she might be a lazy partner mm, there that that could be part of it too yeah I don't know, ladies. I'm like, yo, if you'd rather use your toy than play with your man. And and I, I understand the time demands. Like sometimes like a 90 second nut is preferable. Yes. Because I don't have like 45 minutes to an hour. No. And then, you know, after you done fucked your partner, like you can't just go right back to work. <laughs> you know, you got to talk to each other, you know, play with each other's hair, and you know, fucking right. twirl pubic hairs or something in your fingers <laughs> or some shit. Fucking talk about talk about the future a little bit and then you know you get up and you know pose in the mirror naked for a few minutes and 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 then maybe take a shower and then like get back to work that's like an hour yo yeah it's bad time ain't got time for it man a quick nut with your machine or a quick jerk like that's like five minutes yeah and then you get back to work and get back on your zoom calls and shit have you ever like used your vibrator like between zoom meetings like at your office desk no okay yeah me neither of course not that'd be inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) well i know you watch porn down here so i know i know you're jacking off down here Uh, the fuck am i gonna do go to the bathroom and jack off (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Uh, so i just like to be laid out in the bed so i usually in the bed or in the shower in the bed shower i just can't do it in the shower why I feel like that would be easiest for you, at least easiest for cleanup. Actually, no, it is not. I know that's a fucking assumption y'all have. Just fucking jerk off in the shower. First of all, when you bust nuts on the tile, (laughs) yo, if if it doesn't wash off right away, you got a problem. It becomes this fucking fucking white web of like... (laughs) fucking white web of shame just on the tile you gotta gotta get scolding hot water to get it off it it just and if if you don't and and the thing is you gotta see it you know i'm already blind in the shower because i take my glasses off i used to be in a college dorm Mm. and it took me a while to realize what the fuck it was oh damn that that has always traumatized me i was Mm. like oh shit that's not shampoo nigga (laughs) somebody was in here thinking about bang bus videos Mm -mm. so anyway no never in the shower yes i i have more efficient ways Uh, anyway enough masturbation talk i don't really have really good advice for your girl all I have to say to her is she's fucking a robot and she needs to get her life together. <laughs> All right. So shout out to our patrons. We really appreciate you. New patrons. We got Matt, Santino, Nisha, Natalie, and Gia. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Hope you guys stick around. We're going to try to get some pictures of Bell up. We're going to get a little bit risky. Oh, okay, um, okay. So look forward to that on Patreon. And yeah, we're going to keep on giving you guys content. It's been a great year. We appreciate the sh- support. We appreciate you guys listening in. Um, and we look forward to giving you and bringing you more content next year. All of y'all have a happy new year. Happy holidays. Enjoy. And hopefully we'll see some of you at NYE this year. Love you. Peace out. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
Please do check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Kinky. You can also find us under the same name on Cassidy, APG, Amore Getaways, and Patreon. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube under Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Feel free to email us at black, the letter N, kinky, lifestyle at gmail.com. Bye. Black and Kinky, Black and Kinky, Black and Kinky Lifestyle.